168, y'all. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Way Lorette. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Bryce, I feel like you're really killing my vibe in here. These lights are so bright. Yeah. Like, set the mood. Where's our mood lighting? behind us put all this effort into this thing then you light it up like a ballpark in here it doesn't can't concentrate actually look like this on youtube what do you mean well like this is just for you know this the studio the camera does not look like this i need this light so we can make it look better on youtube it's tv magic i see i'm trying to put 50 pounds on you you're saying yeah well, <laughs> i'm halfway there for you no help so, needed. Do you think that uh, sympathy weight is a real thing? Uh, Have you heard of this concept? I don't know if it is. I've heard about it. Uh, it didn't happen when my child was born. I lost weight. You son of a bitch. I lost weight and <laughs> ate like I pinned everything on my wife. It was like I'd go to the grocery store at like 1130, like right before it was about to close. And I'd buy like three cakes for myself. It's like I couldn't gain weight. <laughs> It was amazing. That's unbelievable. I should have I, had more kids. <laughs> I, I absolutely gain sympathy weight. Yeah. And I don't know that it's sympathy. My theory is my wife is a very healthy lifestyle person. Very Like eats very healthy, yeah. like works out a lot. Yeah. And so when things are normal, things are healthy in our household. Oh. But when she's pregnant, right. then she slips up. Then she starts with the cravings and she gotcha. starts eating shit that she normally wouldn't. Yep. And I'm all about that life. I'm ready to eat it. Uh, yeah, exactly. When she's like, I'm having a craving for a cheap, she doesn't have to finish the word cheeseburger. Like, and it's cheap. like, cheap. Yeah, there's cheeseburger. Like, there's McDonald's and, and like A&W in her face. What's your favorite but cheap that, cheeseburger? Favorite cheap cheeseburger? Yeah. I don't often get just plain cheeseburgers, but like, yeah, McDonald's does it like for McDonald's. me. McDonald's? Sure. Yeah. I used to really like Wendy's. I don't know that I've ever had just a, I've oh. hardly ever eaten at Wendy's, like mm. maybe three times in okay. my life. Wendy's is a good cheeseburger. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shake Shack I, is my favorite cheeseburger. Shake Shack? It's in the States. Best. If anybody knows Shake Shack, please tell me if you think it's a good cheeseburger chain or not. It's the best cheeseburger you can get from a chain. So just a cheeseburger? Like, they're all good. They're all, it's just a good it's just fast a, food it's restaurant? It's the best burger you can get what's your most disappointing fast food experience from a u.s chain that we don't have here at least not in saskatchewan mm. that you've gone and like it was all hyped up and then you try it and you're like uh not great uh well we just got one but papa john's oh i've never been to papa john's Ugh. worst pizza, pizza ever yeah i mean we have pretty high pizza standards here in, in regina we sure do and so yeah. you don't just bring no shit in here and think it's gonna fly well yeah in this city no. tell you that much Ugh. Papa John's. Uh, what about White, you? White Castle. White Castle. I was yeah. gonna say cheeseburgers. So I've only had White Castle once, and it was in Las Vegas, and it was with Wade and Kevin from NFDI. Yeah. Was Kevin there? Oh, no. Maybe we lost Kevin by that point. So maybe it was a stand from Level Home Improvements. Regardless, we walked into a White Castle on the Strip at like I don't know what it was, two or three in the morning, and thought it'd be a good idea to buy one of their like boxes of burgers. It was like mm -hmm. thirty burgers in a kit. Yeah. <laughs> And like get a free, free take home <laughs> suitcase comes with it. And I was so pumped. 
You I was, we were all so hungry. Burgers. There was three of us. It was like 30 burgers. And they're like mini ones, right? They're like little like. Uh, they're smaller than a regular burger. Yeah. They're, what do you call that? Sliders. Sliders. Yeah. And so I was all like pumped about it. But yeah. then yeah. what well, it ended up being was just like, it was just burger bun and like fried onion or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think there was even ketchup and mustard on it. There was no condiments other than like this onion mush. That's what uh, A&W did here for a while too. It's a baby burger. What, why do they do this? I think that's a pretty standard thing, like burger condiment. So I was fairly unimpressed. Right. And maybe if I would have taken the time to add my condiments to it, I could have improved the burger. Mm-hmm. But it was late and we left and like I wasn't going to, yeah. I wasn't also going to bring 30 packets of ketchup and mustard. Right. Really. Like, you might have added I, a little horseradish. Nope. <laughs> I did. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have done that. Oh, okay. Fine. Um. But anyways, very unimpressed. We didn't get through the thirty ourselves, but we were we were all staying in the same Airbnb. Airbnb. We shared a shared a not a room, but you like a, shared a Airbnb. Air, oh, okay, yeah. Was was the Airbnb worth it in Vegas? Like, I feel like part of it is staying at a, a casino. See, on the I feel like that too. But Wade was on a big Airbnb kick, and he's like, "Oh, I can get a room for seventy bucks, and it's just off the strip." Turns out it wasn't just off the strip, and it was in the freaking hood. Uh, so no, I was like, dude, I would rather stay at circus circus than what you're suggesting. Cause right. it's right across the street from the convention center. And like, yeah, um, we should just do that instead. But anyways, I, I, I took his advice and lost, uh, yeah, big time was like the place itself was okay, but it was not walking distance. Like it claimed. And it was in a hood to the point that the Uber driver that drove us is like, <laughs> You boys are staying where? You sure you want me to drop <laughs> you off there? You don't want to stay there. <laughs> you shouldn't be staying there. Uh, oh, okay, well. well. So anyways, uh, then there was leftover White Castle burgers the next morning in the fridge. And of course, night out late, wake up, first thing you're going to do is go smash a burger. Crush and then you're bird. just reminded that it just tastes like onion paste. And it's like, but not in a good way. Not in a good way. That's too bad. So I was fairly disappointed. Yep. I've never been to an In-N-Out. I hear that In-N-Out is really good. That's a West Coast burger thing, I think. Is it? Yeah. So is it's there, like California. Is there any in Canada? I don't think so. Don't well, think that's so. that's too bad. We'll have to bring one here. Carl's Jr., when it came up here, not as good as in the States. I Yeah, Carl's Jr. is whatever like, to me. It's like expensive. I'd much rather go to Fuddruckers mm. or even Five Guys. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Taco Bell or Taco Time? Uh, neither, but uh, if I had to choose one... <laughs> What do you mean neither? Well, I mean, I grew up in Regina, so Taco Time was all we had. And I don't know. When did you grow? You had Taco Bell back when you grew up? What? When? You know, I'm like 10 years younger than you. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. I didn't do the math on that. When I moved to the city in 1999, there was still a Taco Bell here for a couple years. Okay. So that last one, it probably closed up around 2002. But Saskatoon still has Taco Bell. Yeah, I didn't start high school until like 2001, so... I couldn't drive anywhere. Right. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but so what are you saying? You've never eaten at a Taco Bell? I have never eaten at a Taco Bell. You haven't? No. Really? No. I know there's like five in Don't. Saskatoon. <laughs> Taco Time. There's five in Saskatoon? Taco, Taco Time is way better. Oh, really? Taco Bell has like taken over Saskatoon. Yeah, that's too bad for them. <laughs> How are they doing for Taco Times up there? Not very many, I don't think. That's too bad. Regina has lots of What do you like about Taco Time? Oh, Taco Time is so good, man. 
Like the the beef, super beef burritos are unbelievable. The hard shell tacos, I even will get those sometimes. I'm wow. sick all about it. And then the the Mexi fries, of course, and their hot you mean sauce. Tater tots. Yes, they're tater tots. Yep, they're not Mexi yep. fries. They're tater tots. <laughs> what a bullshit. <laughs> Cooked in Taco Times oil, which then turns them into a Mexi fry. And okay. Okay. Damn, they're good. Okay. And they're dipping like their hot sauce. Their hot money. sauce is great. It tastes, it's not just hot, it just tastes really good. You can buy it now. I know, but it molds really fast. I did that one time. Oh, did you? <laughs> I bought like a sour cream size container like, of all it. this hot sauce. This is like 20 years ago when I was like oh, okay. in university, but it, look, within two days it was all moldy and mm -hmm. shitty. Mm -hmm. So and that's how you can tell it's good. That's right. It's fresh. It molds fast. Even it's the bacteria loves product. it. product. So, but anyways, I, I hadn't eaten in Taco Bell in like a long time and I was up in Saskatoon like maybe like two years ago or a year ago. And I was like, there's one right by our store up there. And I was heading out of town. I was like, I'm going to stop and get taco time. And oh, I'm yeah. going to get, they have like a box. It's like, it's like a freaking sampler box and I can get like all sorts of crap. And I was like, well, I'm going to get that because I want to try a bit of everything. It was a stupid amount of food, but I got like their little, whatever they call it, their crunch, like pinwheel thing or whatever. Taco and then, Bell, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. like, I don't know. Crunch other wraps things. cream. It was just, yeah. Eh. yeah. It was all just cheese sauce. It's just hype, man. Like a tiny little bit of meat-ish type substance in there and cheese sauce yeah. and wrap. Like, Taco Time crushes it. For Tex-Mex? That's what Regina needs. TC Dex Tex-Mex. Yeah, right? TC Dex says, In-N-Out is overrated, but don't tell that to a Californian. See? So you're right. West Coast. West Coast. West Coast. Who? Uh, so episode 168 today, we're going to talk about some trends. Trends. Precision Construction says the double Western from Carl's Jr. is the bomb. What's that? What's a double Western? Have you had it? Uh, no, I've never had it. You know what I like from Fuddruckers is, um, I don't know what they call it. They call it the hangover burger or something, I think. It's got like... Anything with a fried egg on fried it. Fried egg. <laughs> and then you add guacamole to it? Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Are you, uh, yeah. so are you, do you like your American burger cooked? So yeah, like Fuddruckers, like you don't get, cause in Canada you do not get a choice. You don't choice. get an option. No choice. Yeah. Me? Medium rare. All the way. Really? Hey. All the time. Isn't it mushy? No. He's good beef, man. Like I know I've ordered one down there and gotten it just like medium, whatever. So maybe like slightly pink. That doesn't bother me, but I wouldn't ever want it to be like, like does yeah. anybody order one like blue? No, you, I don't think they let you order. You have to get blue. what at least medium yeah. rare. Yeah. Do they give you rare? No. Even rare would be like. I don't think they give you medium mushy. rare. But that's really it's just uh what do they call that? Uh, Car Carpaccio? No, tartare. Oh yeah, yeah. You can get you can get like hamburger tartare in some places. Mmm. <laughs> A little hot sauce. Mm. Yeah. Anyways. So anyways, uh, Trex does this thing where they write an article and then they put it out in the newswire and then uh, media. No one reads it, it. No, no, no. We're going to read it. We're going to read it. Uh, media picks it up <laughs> and they talk about it. And hey, we're media. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the deck news. So they released their uh, outdoor living trends for 2022. And like, I don't know, seems pretty. It makes a lot of sense to be on this podcast. Yeah, that would make sense. In my opinion. So, um, where they, are we going to start? Well, at number one, oh, I figured we would start at uh, number yeah, one. Okay, yeah. But uh, to give you some context where they get this from, Trex captures input from consumers, contractors, retailers, and industry insiders to compile its annual outdoor living forecast. 
So how do they how do they how do they decide the trends? Do you think they're like they like knock on your door and they're like, hey man, what do you think the trends are going to be next year? You like stuff? You like stuff? What do you got in your backyard? Well, like let's not forget that this is an advertorial. Oh, uh, oh so oh. the trends right. are the things that Trex makes that they want to sell. I gotcha, gotcha. Trex decking trend for yeah, 2022. Trendy text track second. Anyway, number one that they say on here is um, outdoor dens. Oh, yeah. Ooh. yeah ooh. Right? Ooh. So to paraphrase, gone are the days of your deck being used once or twice a year for a barbecue, family barbecue. Yep. It's not that anymore. Uh, you're using them in your daily life now. Whoa. Your backyard is becoming more and more part of your daily life. Somewhat thanks to COVID. But this outdoor trend, thanks to COVID. that's true. <laughs> yeah. this, this trend was well on its way before COVID happened, but COVID just like put a, accelerated yeah, it, put a bold on it, yeah. bolded that stuff there. So now what they're saying is that as a result of that, decks are taking on like new shapes and styles. So people are trying to maybe emulate some of their interior fixturing or styles. Get the such feel. As sunken living rooms, they oh, suggest yeah. in here, uh, upholstered furnishings potentially. So some pretty creative stuff. The sunken living room idea is one that I love. I've been designing decks with sunken living rooms for a while now. Like when I was still building, I liked that concept of yeah. a sunken living room. I don't know why, but it just works outdoors. It's better than indoors. It's better than indoors. It's like the sunken living room indoors is like, man, you feel like you're wasting space, but outside you got a little, right? It's better. It just cozies things up a little bit. Yeah. You can step down into this cozy little area where your little fire pit is Way or whatever. Better. You're going to do, or if you have a view, you like kind of like sink down into it and make it feel like you're just a little bit closer you're to nature. Right on it. Mm, I, I like, like it. it. It's, I dig it quite a bit. It's an air pool. Um, so quote in here um, is the concept of the den originally gained popularity for its ability to bring everyone in the home together in a relaxed, comfortable setting. Notes Atkins. Bringing this concept outdoors and allowing homeowners to enjoy the same comfort and connection is the very definition and goal of outdoor living. So in your outdoor den, do you think like bringing, do you think like bringing the things that you usually do outside, like lots of families watch TV? Do you think TV is becoming more of a, an outdoor thing too? Yeah. They mentioned that in here that a lot of this includes, um, like fully appointed kitchens, they call it. It's like actual legit kitchens to small bars, to big screen TVs surround Santa more. Yeah. Like when I designed my backyard, I wanted, and I've not done this once yet. Oh, okay. But I, <laughs> I, had, I had the grand plan that I would have the ability to watch movies outside of the oh, kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, like the structure I built with this little pergola swing thing on my deck was also designed with the intent of putting a, a projector screen right. across it. And I have the screen and right. I have the projector. Right. But you live in Saskatchewan. Right. And the sun doesn't go down until <laughs> so 11 o'clock at here's night. My short -sightedness. <laughs> here's my short-sightedness. Here's my short-sightedness. You're exactly right. <laughs> By the time the sun gets get, like, down enough that you can watch anything outside, You're like get to my bed, kids are I'm long in bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I've got to like go set up the projector at eleven o'clock at night to watch Sports Center by myself outside. So. I <laughs> I missed the mark a little bit on that well, one. I should have bought a TV, I guess, okay. not a projector or a super expensive projector. Yeah, I got a better projector, bro. Millions of lumens. All those lumens. You need those lumens to see. <laughs> Gotta get that lumen. Get it on. So, but yes, I think a lot of people are. You And if you're doing that, you can intend to create like some structure around it to create shade. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. You could put a cover over top of the area that you're going to project onto and darken it a bit to help with mm -hmm. projection. But Or just do the TV. 
Yeah, just get a TV. Smarter. Yeah, get a TV. Don't be dumb like me. TVs, you know are, you, TVs are cheap now too. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. You could. <laughs> I saw. I, w- I got a flyer from Costco the other day. It had a seventy-five inch TV for fifteen hundred bucks. That's Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Canadian. Yeah, they're cheap now, man. They're so cheap. Um, what was I going to say, Bryce? I, I wanted I to say something there. I know you did. I was in the middle of saying something. You buggered me a lot. I mean, you talk a lot, so I'm not really. I do. Not really worried about cutting you off anymore. That's fine. That's fair. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Activity zones is number two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ball pits, they're saying. Ball pits <clears throat> on your deck? Well, maybe they're not saying that. I said that, though. <laughs> like, how wicked would that be? In that sunken living room. Yeah. Fill that sucker up with ball pits. Foam. As our homes have become offices, classrooms, fitness facilities, you name it, the space has become a precious commodity. Not the space, just space has become a precious commodity. So it's no surprise that nearly 60% of designers expect rooms that serve multiple functions, both indoors and out, to grow in popularity in 2022 and beyond. To optimize the usability of an outdoor space, look at dividing the space into multiple activity zones, spaces dedicated to various activities from relaxing and dining to areas for work, play, and sanctuary. So what I like about this a lot is that I think the the more useful the outside deck becomes, the more ROI you get for building these things too. Because the more accepted that we that we are with using our outside spaces, because before decks were like, ah, if you had a deck, you didn't have a deck, it didn't really increase the value of your house. Right. And now you're going to walk out the back door and you're going to see uh, multi-use activity levels. With a, with a ball pit and a half pipe. You know what I think they should do? <laughs> People with fancy backyards should sell subscription services to use their backyard. Air air backyard. Yeah, just backyard. the backyard. When you're not planning on being out there, I would like to use your backyard. Yeah. I just want to use the TV for a bit. For a small manageable fee. You got Discovery TV. Plus? <laughs> right. Um, I was at a hotel... I was 26 years old. Nope. I was 28 years old. So 12 or 13 years ago, when we went to Disneyland in California, and we yeah. stayed at this little hotel, I don't know if anybody's ever been there before, called Candy Cane Inn. It's right across the street from, like, the entrance to Disney. So the oh, location okay. is pretty prime time. Pretty cool. But it's just a small little, like, motel, really, is you had your own outside entrance or whatever, and the little pool and stuff is out there. And the problem with going down there is it, we must have went in about November. It must have been because I remember that the, I believe the Rough Riders are in a playoff game mm. and we were down there for it. And at that time I was like, like I still really like the CFL and watch football games all the time. But back then I was like diehard, like yeah. nuts about it. Yeah. To the point it was like, well, no, I don't like, I'd like to watch the game. I don't know that I want to go to Disney for three hours. And so I had my, was it a laptop? I must've been a laptop out poolside. And they had like a little pergola thing over the pool. And I was in the pool hanging out with the laptop poolside watching the game. And I was like, this is the shit. That's where it should be. This is amazing right now. Yep. Like, uh, like I was bucking trends, man. I was like, had, ahead, I was watching the curve. live sports poolside, like yeah. on, in my pool way before Trex wrote this article. <laughs> they Did they contact you? No. No. Well, they might now though. I got a great story to tell. That's right. The story's over. But... <laughs> But my point is like laying in the couch or laying outside under the stars or in your pool or hot tub and watching TV, like it doesn't compare. It's no. so cool to be outside and 
consuming your media and you're watching it's your sports and watching your movies and whatever else. Netflixing, Disney right? Plusing. Might as well. So they also mentioned here that uh, pergolas are pretty ideal for kind of framing and defining a space and allowing yep. it to feel a little bit more cozy outside and kind of giving a visual disruption of space. It's like instead of just having one giant space, like the pergola is where the dining area is. It just makes it feel more defined there. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's a nice thing to do. Um, they mentioned using lattice and other privacy options for doing or same same kind of thing, defining a space, giving you some privacy, which that'll come up here in the, in the next point here. But um, and also adding like lighting. It's just something we always talk about. Lightings, yep. ceilings, fans. Talked about Trex Rain Escape or some sort of dry space option. Mm -hmm. There's lots of products out there from Trex Rain Escape to Temperatech Dry Space to Zip Up to Under Deck Oasis. All these things that give you dry space under your deck. Right, which underneath doubles it. doubles your usable footage. Yeah. One of the coolest decks I ever built was um, not too far from my house, actually. And it was a walkout. It had a sweet, like, sweet upper tier, but... We, we did dry it in with Trex Rain Escape and below soffited the ceiling in. There was lots of wood, like wood soffit and um, cedar privacy walls and all that stuff. And they did like a paver patio underneath. It was cooler than the up top. Like You'd rather be underneath. Oh, man. I went over there one day after I was done the job. I can't remember why I went there. If it was to like collect the check or, or they said they had a gift for me or something like that. I or maybe I was going by to take pictures actually. I went back and I was like, now that's all set up, you guys have your furniture back in. I want to come over and take some pictures. He's like, yep, sounds good. We're home. I popped over there and it was like, it was dark enough. Like it was night. I wanted to get pictures with the lights because there's a ton of in light in it. And they were outside using their fire table underneath the deck, oh, yeah. sitting around. And Very then cool. I had built this privacy wall that had these like inset shelves, like shadow box, but they were lit mm. and they were lit on the bottom too. So when you sat your, your, alcohol bottles on them it would glow the bottle oh yeah nice. so they had like their bombay bottles out there and all the stuff whatever sitting on it and they were all lit up and it was just like holy shit this is the coolest space and this is the this is under the deck right <laughs> this is the coolest space who even i've ever been a part of yeah it was unreal i didn't want to leave i was like you guys this is awesome that's cool so freaking cool so yeah dry space if you have a walkout absolutely dry that in so you can use that space underneath it's incredible number three is the privacy aspect yeah. Especially since the typical city lot becomes smaller and smaller and tighter and tighter to your neighbors. And the decks seem to get higher. And the decks are, yeah. At least here, it's very commonplace for that deck to be four feet up. Yep. So, and, and you have a six foot fence. Yeah. And you're just looking right over at your neighbors. So the fence line's literally at your knees. Yeah. And you're looking straight over. Yeah. You can't do that. Uh, what's that guy from Home Improvement next door neighbor? Oh, yeah. You can't Wilson. do that anymore. Yeah. You can't uh, do that anymore. Can't do Wilson anymore. No. And then up here, you're four feet from the edge of your house to your property line, as is your neighbor. So if you both have a deck that goes to the edge of the house, you're standing eight feet, which we discussed last episode where how far eight feet is from here. It's uh like you're just it's not as it's not as far as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's just a comfortable speaking distance. There's no that's right. <laughs> there's no separation. Exactly. So the idea of putting up privacy walls, uh has a lot of merit and is becoming very, very popular. Yeah. And there's a variety of products out there that uh, allow you to, and it sounds like Trex is putting out their, their Trex privacy walls as well, but there's also glass privacy walls and like slat walls through, like we carry a product called Hoft that allows you to do like one inch decking in a privacy wall and it's super easy to put together. You can just use your scrap decking potentially that you have left yep. over to create some sort of, like you can customize it to wherever you want, mm -hmm. but just giving you that privacy so you have someone to hang out without being like, you don't have to hate your neighbor. No. 
everyone wants their own little piece of space at some point, right? Yep. Um, but it's tough to like use your deck when there's just so much activity going on around you. You're trying to relax. You want a little bit of privacy. Yeah. Also helps with wind bl- wind block, especially here. Yep. So you're probably gonna have to do the rest of this episode by yourself. Are you leaving? I have to leave. Oh my god. I like hard have to leave. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fine. Well, that's okay. I got my five friends on the Instagram here. Oh yeah, see they're all watching. <laughs> you run all this by yourself? I don't know. You've got, I don't know, Bryce. All you have to do is reach over and hit the... Oh, hang on. I'll switch it. Yeah, I got this. I, I did that for 160 episodes. Okay, okay, but the red button's now the end button. End, got it. End. Got it. Okay. Gonna crush it. Bye, everybody. Enjoy your... Wherever you're going, whatever go you're doing. I pick up my daughter from school. Enjoy picking up your daughter from school. <laughs> it's an exciting time. Uh, so on to number four. Uh, if I could keep my paper straight here. Four is eco-friendly and easy to maintain. So this is something that's obviously uh, not a trend that started in 2022. One of the main reasons that people have wanted composite and composite decking for years has been because it's eco-friendly and easy to maintain. So the fact that it doesn't require any oiling or maintenance or painting or any of that stuff, just a simple spray off and wash off is uh, still a... It's something that people really desire in the backyard. That's supposed to be somewhere that you are going to enjoy and relax, not somewhere that you have to worry about doing work and having that on the back of your mind all the time. So obviously, composite decking kind of plays with both these things. It's eco-friendly because many brands, Trex included, 95% recycled materials. Other brands in and around there, 92, 96, whatever it might be. They've all got their Enviro message that they are able to communicate and easy to maintain. These things are all capped with pure plastic layers, which means they don't stain, they don't fade, etc. So it's easy to kind of wash them off and keep them looking pretty for years and years. Uh, the message here, according to Industry Insider, sustainability will be a cornerstone of home design and the products consumers are seeking in 2022 as homeowners assess the environmental impacts of their homes and purchasing decisions. Equally important are materials that are easy to maintain without requiring a lot of time, effort, and expense. Hard to argue with that. What do we got here? TC Deck says, do people really give a shit about the eco-friendliness of composite decking? I feel like that's just another part of virtue signaling. Well, that's a pretty aggressive message there, hey? I, from my, in my opinion, most do not. But there's certainly some that do. I've talked to the odd customer that did not want to use PVC decking because they read that PVC decking used virgin plastic and they wanted something that was more friendly for the environment. We've had people that have chose to... Um, chose you know, composite or even that Moso bamboo because it's got a green message behind it. It's not, you know, you're not, there's no deforestation behind it. So there are people that I, that appreciate the Enviro angle for sure. And I think that's probably a growing number of people, but it's a small fraction right now. If you, if you took the same deck board to 10 people and it was the exact same deck board and you said, but this one's all virgin plastic and this one is actually a bunch of recycled material, but the recycled material one costs more, probably nine out of 10 people would just save the money and go with the one because, you know, we, you know, like you said, uh, and precision construction says there's people in Colorado that care about it. For sure. It would matter where you're selling the stuff to. Absolutely. You're selling it in, you know, here in Saskatchewan, for example, probably less green conscious than people in British Columbia or Washington or something. Right. Um, closer you are to nature, the more you care about nature, I guess. Right. Uh, number five, 
curve appeal. So I don't know about this one, but um, Trex seems to think that this is the year that curves start coming back. I think it's a bit early, personally. Um, but what they're saying here is that there's been an increased demand for, according to contractors, increased demand for arched windows, doors, and openings, along with curve footprints for porches, decks, and walkways for landscaping. Um, basically, those you know, curves kind of had their, not that they've gone anywhere. It's just that they, I th- feel like they're the. Uh, the the trendiness or the desire that people are kind of wanting curves because it's different has kind of settled down a bit. But they're projecting that in 2022 that's going to start to come back and that people are going to want to start heating up their backboards and making curves again. Certainly a nice way to soften some lines in the backyard if you have other, if it fits within the architecture or the landscaping of your your house, then why not? So I I don't know that I saw anything in 2021 to suggest that that's becoming a more popular thing again, but um, it's certainly still out there. Uh, TC decks. Maybe we're just less happy here in Utah or just dicks. <laughs> Number six, outstanding outdoor kitchens. So th- I think this is one of the primary alternate uses of a outdoor living space. When we start talking about like expanding the use and bringing the indoors outdoors, it's kind of like, what's the first usable space that you don't have outdoors that you want to add out there? It's like, it's a kitchen. You want to be able to do your kit. Like you have your barbecue, but you want to have a prep counter and a sink and maybe a fridge and all that stuff out there. Just, if you don't have to make 15 trips inside out, inside out, inside out, inside out, then it's nice to have a little kitchenette area outside that you can do everything outside. So obviously Trex has their outdoor kitchens line that they're, they're promoting here as well, but there's obviously a variety of kitchen um, component manufacturers out there that range it from moderately affordable to insanely expensive. And so there's something kind of out there for everybody. And the option too, to just kind of custom carpentry something together as well by using your barbecue and popping off the side tables and putting in some built-in counters and whatever you want is certainly one way to get there too on a budget. So, cause you can use up a lot of your scraps too, by building those little counters and whatever else. So it doesn't have to be super expensive. Um, Trek says homeowners everywhere have invested more in their kitchens than ever before, both indoors and out as demand continues to soar for all things alfresco from luxury grilling stations and elaborate bars to specialty features like pizza ovens, smokers, and refrigerated storage. Demand for cabinetry is also on the rise. I do feel, and maybe it's my age because I'm now 40 and this is what 40 year olds do. Uh, I do feel I'm almost 41. I do feel like smoking foods has, has seen a big resurgence. And so nice thing about smokers is that they don't have to take up a lot of room. You can get some smaller kind of like the Bradley style smokers that take up very little room or even the green egg type smokers. They don't take up a whole lot of room. You can kind of integrate them into a kitchen cabinet area and go to town. They don't, you know, they're give you a different cooking experience than just a straight up barbecue, take up less space than a barbecue. So they can be uh, they can be a nice addition. Um, what are we seeing here? Trex didn't, TC Dex, didn't Trex announce they were dropping their kitchen manufacturing partnership? Um, I don't think so. So they used to have a partnership with, uh, NatureCast and they dropped that one, but that was, boy, that was a year or two ago already. And then they got into another partnership with, um, Denver, uh, stainless steel cabinets. And I assume I didn't look, but I assume that they're still with them. I haven't heard of any other change that's happened since that one, but they did end their relationship with NatureCast. So maybe that's what you're recalling hearing. Um, quickly Dex, sorry guys just joined. Where's the report from this? Is, I wouldn't call it much a report. It's an advertorial article they released just as a, as a PR release. Um, and it's these six 
outdoor trends for 2022 that they're expecting. So, uh, that's the last one. There was only six outdoor kittens. So what are you guys seeing? Like the, the contractors that are in the chat right now, now that I'm here by myself and talking to myself, cause Brace left me on an Island here. What are you guys seeing? Are you seeing some of these trends? Do you buy into all this stuff? Do you think like, I think the one I'm expecting to see the least amount, like they're all pretty obvious. I think they've all been trending for a while, but I'm not sure that the curves are seeing an uptick again from where they were a couple of years ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. Precision construction says smokers are where it's at. I just got my smoker probably um, two years ago or so. And yeah, it's definitely added a new element of, uh, of supper time into our house. It's, I love being able to just throw something in the smoker and walk away from it. And that's what I worried about when I first was thinking about buying, buying one is like, I don't want to have to watch this thing all day and make sure like, I, I don't want to do that. But I got a digital one with the, the controls, everything. You just put the pucks in, you press the button, you walk away and it's done. So it's pretty sweet. Uh, TC Dex says he's been bidding a ton of pergolas. So yeah, those become very popular, especially too, as there's some products coming out to the market that are more DIY friendly, um, that people can, and, and affordable. And like it was mentioned in the article, that's a way that to really define a space and give you a usable space that kind of, uh, feels more cozy, feels a little bit more separate from the rest of the deck and helps just kind of define that this is the seating area over here under this pergola and over there is a the barbecue zone or whatever. So rather than just having this big blank canvas of, of nothingness. Definitely under deck waterproofing says Quigley. And so that's, we talked about that too, with the rain escape or zip up system, whatever you want to use, but use utilizing that space underneath your deck, especially if it's a walkout, cause then you can actually have usable functional space for yourself. But even if it's a lower deck, you can use that space for shed storage type things. So instead of carving out another you know, 150, 200 square feet for a shed in your backyard. Uh, you could put that underneath the deck and use space. That's basically a dead zone now anyway, because the deck's covering it. And if it's not tall enough to walk under and use for your personal self, then you might as well use it for storage. So that's probably about it for that little topic there. Uh, some guys in the chat talking about their smokers, some Traeger, Traeger champs. Those, those guys are uh, passionate about their smokers. Traeger fans. So if you think you see any trends that are coming up that we didn't talk about in Trex's thing there, feel free to shoot us a message because we can do another episode of this later. Maybe we should compile our own list um, between the contractors that are out there on the field doing this, this stuff day to day, what you're kind of starting to see people ask for. I think pergolas are the obvious thing. Pergolas and that dry storage are two, two really obvious things. So anyways, we appreciate Trex putting this list together because it makes our job easy and it gives us a discussion point and it's good to see other perspectives and they obviously do their homework with uh, a variety of inputs. So, um, quickly deck says, can I add more people are turning the under deck into a screen porch? Yeah. I've seen that too. Little screen room under the deck. It's kind of nice. You don't have to worry about the roof portion portion of it then too, right? Probably reduces the cost a little bit. So that's good. So anyways, if you have anything else to add, just shoot us a message. And if not, then it's time for us to get out of here. And I gotta reach all the way across here to hit this button because Bryce took off of me and he's supposed to be the DJ. But he had stuff to do, so we'll see you hey, next thank week. Thank for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening. <laughs>